0: Welcome to the Real Life Groups Leadership Podcast, a conversation about creating small groups where people grow in spiritual maturity in relationship. We're focused on you, the small group leader, giving tips and tools to help you lead effectively. We well, want to welcome you back, group leaders. We're so excited for today's conversation, and today we have some guests from the faraway land of Hayden, our Hayden campus. We got Wayne Burnham, yes. groups pastor. Welcome, good to have you. Good to have you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I'm here often. This is good. And Jennifer, uh, new addition, newer, yeah. a year, yeah, Year-ish? almost a year. Cool. At this point of filming this podcast uh, in our women's ministry team, and so it's kind of cool to have you guys because you guys team up and help groups. And so it's going to be neat to hear some stories from Hayden and just the part of this resource for all of our church is that we want to bring in different teams from our campuses and get kind of that broader expertise that we have in our, in our church community, all of our campuses. It's just really neat to see the, the teamwork that we have together. And today's discussion for you group leaders, I'm sure you're going to resonate with, is how to lead an impactful discussion. And we're, we're calling it the building blocks of an impactful discussion. And I think that's an important one. I think every group leader that's listening in is like, I don't want to have a discussion that is not impactful, right? I mean, that's kind of a a great, I mean, I think everyone's going to be leaning into this conversation, but before we jump into some specifics, which I'm looking forward to, I thought it would be fun to hear from you guys at um, non-impactful discussions that you've been a part of, uh, maybe not just from the church, uh, other environments. Which, for some context, would be good for people to know. your, your guys' background, your work background, before starting at Real Life?
1: Yeah, so I was in restaurant and hospitality management. Ooh. Yeah, exciting
0: days. It is exciting. So
1: still working with people, but just for uh, a different kingdom.
0: So give us an example of that business, or even just anything that you've had, um, you've sat in on, you've been a part of, that was like, this is just not worth my time. Yeah, we
1: uh, used to have to attend yearly what's called Serve Safe. Ooh. And a Serve Safe is a national education for restaurant managers. It's about a 16-hour course. And during the 16 hours, it's a basically teaching and video-based. No conversation, no question and answer, just here's the information
0: download so you can pass the test tomorrow. Passing the test, just listening to the thing. So you would say that was re- you know necessary? You had to do it? Had to do it, but not very fun to have to do it. Not fun. Yeah. You didn't walk away feeling like fueled relationally and hmm. yeah, no relational fuel whatsoever. Okay. okay. Oh, good to know. How about you, Jenna? Tell us a little about your background and give us an example of something that you were a part of that was not impactful.
2: (laughs) Sure. So real estate is where I got started in my professional career. And when you get into real estate, uh, about nine years ago, I had to take a two-week course that was basically eight hours a day for two weeks. And the instructor teaches from the stage for two weeks, eight hours a day. Mm. There's no interaction with one another. And the worst part is none of it gets taken into the field. And so it's book work. It's basically you have to get it done, but then it's no application really after that. Um, So I didn't ever feel like, not only was it not worth my time, but it wasn't, um, it didn't help me professionally, yeah. relationally, mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. Yep. It was basically just, just two weeks it. of frustration. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, and I think that's a those both those examples are really good in that that's really the opposite of what we hope for in any small group, um, any environment that we have. Is that someone walks away going that wasn't wasn't helpful. Now, certainly, there's different environments. You know, I think about our our worship service environment where it is a little bit more of a one way, right? Yep. Meaning. Um, we're, we're worshiping the Lord and we're hearing a message. Um, There's not discussion. That'd be kind of an awkward, you know, sermon where it's like, you're talking back and forth. Um, But we're still hoping it's impactful, right? We're hoping that there's inspiration, there's information. When we think of a small group and thinking of what takes place in some of the conversation, that's um, the application that they're playing out, the discussion that's happening in that group. I think all of our hope and any small group we're a part of is that those discussions lead to some fruit, right? That there we walk away, that people are taking a step—not all at once, but that you know there's there's little by little there's growth that takes place. And I was even thinking of um, you know for for small group leaders, let's speak to this a little bit first as we set it up. When we think of um, you know a good a good night from a small group, I think we've all had the nights where we had a small group and you walk away and you're like, that was a great night, you know. What are the feelings and things that make that a good night? And then the flip side of that, when are times when it's like, I just didn't, it fell flat. I don't know what was the thing, what happened. Certainly, you know, there's a feeling, reality, then there's Mm -hmm. actual, you know, the Holy Spirit can work much beyond a group. But thinking of the night itself, give some examples of what you think of when you think of that was a good night or that night fell flat from a discussion standpoint. Wayne, do you want to start? Yeah, I think uh,
1: one thing to just, kind of jumped in my head is the fact that everyone participates. Yeah, It's not just the leader kind of going through the motions and and making sure that the group happens, but it's actually, there's contribution all around. It's great. And there's an opportunity for us to get to know each other, an opportunity to get to understand what God's doing in each other's lives, and an opportunity to see what those next steps could be. And then what I love is we get a chance to actually see that play out, because as we meet throughout the week, the next week or at church, Kind of re-upping that conversation. Hey, how did that turn out? Were you able to take oh. that step this week? What was that like with that conversation with your boss, with your employee? And I think that's for me when I walk away from a group where I feel like everybody's participated, everybody was heard. Obviously, the Holy Spirit has a huge part to play in that, um, but I feel like as everybody has an opportunity to be a part of that discussion, an opportunity to be challenged to grow, and then have an opportunity to actually apply what they've learned, to me, I look at that as a good group.
0: That's great, Wayne. I love that. I love the piece you're t- saying is just like the opposite of the examples that both of you shared, you know, when it's, when it's simply a one way, um, you know what, we're just trying to get through it. You know, we're just trying to, we just have to do this, you know, and a small group can get there too. But you're saying when it, when everyone participates and plays a part, that's one level, one component, one building block to an impactful discussion. I love that. Jenna thoughts.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was just thinking of a group discussion that doesn't go well Mm. and how, Um, oftentimes we have what are called group guidelines and that's to create a safe environment, an environment for a good conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And when the group guidelines kind of go out the window for the entirety of the group, it doesn't make for a good night often. Um, When there's not confidentiality, when there's oversharing, um, when people aren't using I statements, they're saying things like you or the church or that community or whatever it may be that makes it hard to be really intimate and true and, um, and go deeper with one another. And so I think when the, when those, when those guidelines get, get kind of tossed aside are the nights that, that aren't good, Mm -hmm. good nights and we don't walk away feeling like there's any growth. We really walk away with that fell flat and what can we do next week to make that better?
0: That's really good. So I hear kind of two parts, you know, when you brought up in the, We want everyone to be engaged in the conversation. Mm -hmm. The flip side is um, there are some nuances to that. Is in the in the group guidelines, which is if everyone talks and everyone talks the whole time, or if one person talks way more and someone doesn't talk, or there's a lot of um, we'll call it you know divisiveness. Mm -hmm. If there's bringing in gossip, there's all these things that can really disrupt a group. Mm -hmm. So it isn't just discussion and just that everyone talks. There are actually some, maybe guardrails would be a word. Like we want to kind of operate within this. This is a safe group. These are things that make a great discussion, helping them kind of have those right, right lanes. That's great. That's Mm -hmm. super helpful. So let's go a little deeper in that. um, Talking about good conversation, you know, what makes, when you think of um, a discussion, a conversation, especially in the aspect of a small group, Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that kind of affect and make that good? Go a little deeper with us.
1: Yeah, I I would say just from a group leading standpoint is there's got to be intentionality. Hmm. You know, we have group templates for a reason. And part of that is so that we're preparing for the conversation that's going to be happening. So we can actually facilitate a discussion that's going to be beneficial. And if you're not intentional, and and I'm guilty of that, I'm guilty of coming home 30 minutes before I walk into group and just grabbing stuff off the shelf and going to group and trying to be as intentional as I can, but faking it till I make it. And um, I think, you know, to take time to prepare, to take time to think about the the content and to to study some of the content, and then to actually be able to filter through some of the questions and go, is this something that's going to be applicable to the people in my group? And the only, way, the only way I'm going to know who the people in our group are is if I'm curious. Yeah, I got to know who they are. I got to know where they are and what they need. Mm-hmm. And so part of that responsibility and part of that intentionality goes beyond just the content, the questions, but it has to become the curiosity of who they are, what God is doing in their life and how do I
0: actively, actively engage them in conversation on mm-hmm. those nights. That's really good. So um, part of what I'm hearing you say is that there's a, There's an intention in the, in the destination. Like Mm -hmm. you go into it with a mindset of we're trying to lead towards spiritual maturity. We're going to do it in relationship. Yep. And then you're, um, you're activating that by curiosity, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, as you said earlier, it's the discussion points it's going, we want to hear, we actually want to say out loud some of the things that we might or might not actually believe. And then we can wrestle with that together. Yep. You know, you're getting that on the table. Yep. Other thoughts, Jenna, on a, a good conversation, things you've experienced.
2: Sure, I I think going alongside being intentional um, and being curious would be being prepared and being prayerful. Yes, and just being prepared would be having having a plan, um, and and following kind of the group template to a, to a point. But then the prayerful part is letting the Holy Spirit work and do its job within the group. So being prayerful for the people in yeah. the group that they would that they would open up, that they would seek what the Holy Spirit has for them, mm-hmm. and then give give time in the group for that to happen give uh-huh. space and silence for somebody to s- say what is on their heart and the holy spirit's really doing within them uh-huh. and preparing your group for that for that moment of silence so that somebody can step up and go deeper so for me it's being prepared and also uh-huh. being prayerful in that
0: that is so wise and i love that you know when we look at a group i think that's that's a huge piece to bring in we want to think in, on the front end about how do we create the best group we can Um, we want to be prayerful about it. We're going to be looking ahead at a group. That's where we have some great tools and we'll, you know, link some of those in the show notes later for group leaders to be aware of. Um, there are some great tools, but then there is this, um, intangible piece that's, you know, it's the work of God in someone's life Mm -hmm. and feeling that even in the room, that's like, I, you know, God's sensing, there's a sense that that person, there's something we need to talk about that goes off the script a little bit. We're going to dive deeper. Even curious, you know, from your guys' group experience, you know, maybe it's a group leader, it's a, it's a coach. Um, You guys have any examples of that where you're like, Hey, this, this group leader, they kind of, uh, or maybe it's even one of your groups that you tried something different and you Mm -hmm. saw a change in your group that you went from, Hey, we were kind of, you know, just sticking with the script. And then we went a direction that actually we saw some intention. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. I I can think of a group that I was, I visited a couple, maybe two months ago. And, um, you know, when, when the pastor walks in, you never know, you know, is this going to be a true group? Is this going to be, you know, kind of scripted? Uh, and the group leader was very upfront with me on the way in. He's like, man, I haven't done a good job preparing tonight. And I'm like, okay, well let's, let's see how things go. Right. And in the, in the course of that, um, there was one couple who, who had constantly over the last few weeks had been just discussing the fact that they feel like they can't move forward with God because of the place they're in. And mm-hmm. it happened to be in a, in an area of finances. Yeah. And, you know, they wanted to participate. They wanted to be generous. They want to be able to tithe, but they just felt that they couldn't. And they were sharing kind of part of that conversation. And so that's the, that's the direction the conversation went. And it yeah. was an, interesting to me to see how many other people in the group had experienced mm-hmm. the same thing. right? And it had nothing to do with where we were at in our sermon series. It had nothing to do with the curriculum. It just had to do with the leading of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And and what I loved was when I talked to the leader afterwards, I said, man, you know what? You said you weren't prepared, but here's what I Mm love. You knew where they were. And when the conversation came, you had an opportunity to speak to that. And then it, it just ignited the whole group. And so there were people sharing like, hey, when we were experiencing this, we understand how you feel. And we had to step out in faith and we did these things and we changed. And it wasn't from a fixing or rescuing standpoint. It was literally just walking alongside of this couple in their journey of wanting to be obedient to something that God has asked them to do, but fearful and not knowing how to actually take the steps to do it. Yeah. And so I just thought, what a win for that night. Mm-hmm. And again, it was nothing about the sermon. It was nothing about the curriculum that we were that they were a yeah. part of. It literally was just listening to where somebody was. And I think that goes back to that curiosity piece, yeah. understanding where your people are so that sometimes, hmm. you know what? You may not get to the group questions. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: You, there may be something else the Holy Spirit is wanting yeah. to do that night. And you've got to be able to navigate that, use discernment and wisdom, really and be able to come alongside. And I, I celebrated that group. Yeah. I celebrated the
0: fact that they all came together mm-hmm. and helped this couple walk through a very trying time mm-hmm. in their life. I love that. That's yeah. a great example. You know, one of the things that I was thinking about through your whole story and example is that that they were seeking the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. And that's, we go to the end of the day, that's what we're doing in small groups is we're wanting to see people grow. Yep. And even, you know, kind of where we started with your examples of um, non-impactful discussions you guys got through content, mm-hmm. right? With some of these backgrounds. Yep. And I think that could be a temptation for a lot of our leaders is to go, well, I have these questions that, and I'll, let me say it for myself. I often will go, if I don't get through the questions, did I even succeed? Mm. And that's not the goal. No. They are a tool. The, the questions that we have that are for you, whether it's a sermon note, uh, questions, you know, from you know, the weekend that we're uh, a part of, or if it's a separate discussion, that isn't the goal it's spiritual, spiritual maturity. It's helping people grow. And that's the discernment that's there. Um, you know, I was thinking one, one thing would be kind of fun to unpack, maybe dangerous is, (laughs) so we've talked about some of these intentional, um, building blocks. We've Mm -hmm. talked about intentionality, curiosity, uh, prayer, you know, those are just, I mean, maybe not what a group leader's expecting. Maybe they wanted kind of a system, you know, but those are huge. I think those are amazing. What would be, um, your guys' thoughts at something that could be a a um a landmine for a better word mm-hmm. something that would be like this completely blows up a good discussion whether it be from a group leader or be, be from someone in a group what what's something that just can absolutely disrupt a a great impactful discussion <laughs> jenna thoughts on that
2: oh gosh um i think something that could really blow up a group is uh when there's when there's a husband and wife and one of the husband or the wife Starts talking about the other yep. and how they need to do this or they do that or they
0: absolutely they yep. they
2: and then the t- conversation gets critical. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think it's that's a tough spot for the leader to be in. But it's important that that gets it's
0: a great example turned
2: around mm-hmm. um, because the group can feed off of that and then it can become a blame. Yep. Uh, blame system totally. and and that's never that's never a safe or healthy environment and
0: that's a safety piece is a huge one there I think you're absolutely right yeah. that may be one of the biggest pieces that yeah I was there. Gonna say imagine that, that attention that mm-hmm. it creates yeah
1: and even for a couple who's in a good spot going oh my gosh like
2: if they're, in that spot, if they're in that spot, what does that what mean are we? for, yeah. Yeah. right. You yeah. know,
1: and, and I think that's the thing for me it, it, going back to the group guidelines, mm-hmm. Jenna, you said it just a few minutes ago. It's so important that we mm-hmm. have those guidelines yeah. and that we're, we're reading those guidelines, um, to be able to go, Hey, what do you struggle with most to create ownership? Cause mm-hmm. I, I think people know if they're an overtalker. I, pe- I think people know if they're like, yeah, I actually struggle yeah. with actually being honest and truthful because i'm scared that you're not going to keep that safe but i think there's 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 a way to navigate through the group guidelines as opposed to just reading through them but go challenge our people to go hey what is it that you struggle with most out of these Mm -hmm. and have them you know own up to yeah i'm an overtalker and you know what i'd like i'd like not to be an overtalker and can you help me
0: yeah
1: i give you permission during this group
0: time to go hey wayne you're overtalking Great. Which I think I am right now. So Chris, what do you got? Oh my God. You know, it's funny. You kind of you broke the fourth wall a little bit. And I think it's actually a really cool example for us to talk about. Uh, this podcast alone is a good example of that. Our previous season that we had, we had a little bit more of a scripted mentality where mm-hmm. we went into it with like, um, here's our content. You're going to say this. You're going to say this. And this second season, we'll call it. We went through, we kind of rewrote it and said, we actually don't want to do that. We want to have a discussion. Yeah. And I love how it's played out this whole season, because what we're doing is going, where do we want to go? Mm-hmm. What are some key questions we're going to ask? And then just to see what God does in it.
2: Kind of like a small group.
0: Yeah, it's like a small, <laughs> small Whoa. group. And I think the modeling of that has actually been really helpful to watch cool. how a discussion plays out, because there's some things that happened even today in this discussion that there was never planned for. There was never a, yeah. oh, here's what we're going to hit and talk about. Because you allowed some space, and I think that is a reality: okay. is having an intentionality of where you're going to go. I heard that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, being prayerful, we prayed before this podcast, by the way, for those of you that are watching. Um, yeah. And then being curious and genuinely going, yeah. "Hey, what? Tell me more about that." Yeah. Um, Follow up questions. You know, that's an aspect of curiosity, caring beyond just the group environment. You know, you mm-hmm. talked about yeah. this couple struggling yeah. in their marriage to go. You know what that isn't always actually rarely is solved in a small group meaning a you know 12 person small group it's usually solved through two-on-two or one-on-one counseling that those things get deeper um, ran out but you wouldn't find that out without curiosity Mm -hmm. and without prayer and preparation so i think this has been just a good example of that you know pretty neat to watch (laughs) before we kind of wrap up today i'd love to just talk about um so someone uh, a group leader is hearing this and they want to grow in this what are some ways we would point them to next steps? What would be some things to uh, give them that um, our church could help them with or that they could, they could do on their own? Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that? I think, I mean, just this podcast alone is one way to get yep. a little bit deeper
1: in conversation and a little bit better understanding. I think pursuing coaching, um, not trying to figure it out all by yourself. Yes. Uh, and yep. there's a, there's multiple ways of doing that, but it's like, hey, who's my coach? I'm going to have a conversation. This didn't go well last night or this went great last night. I want to celebrate that. And to be able to like self-identify and go, hey, you know what? It's partly my responsibility to seek help to seek understanding, right? And, yep. and we're modeling that. We're modeling that for our group members. We're modeling that for other people that are trying to get in the game, so to speak. And so I would just say, you've got resources online. You've got That's resources great. with your yep. own coaches, your group's pastors to just go and pursue them and go, hey, this is how things are going. What do you think? How could I improve this? What would this look like? Other group leaders. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have so many resources. We've been so blessed with the opportunity to connect with people, to have relationships, and have opportunity to really do this together. That's
0: great. Those are great advice.
1: Jenna, last thoughts on
2: that? Yeah, I was just going to piggyback off that. Just ask more questions to Mm -hmm. people who have led groups for a long time. Like, hey, I've got an overtalker. What do I do about that? Or, hey, I had this couple blow up blow up a group the other day what do we do and totally. how do we backtrack through that so just seeking wisdom yep. and then referencing the the utilizing mm-hmm. what we have online tools, yeah. yeah for from this podcast so. yep yeah.
0: learning ongoing being yeah. open uh one thing i'll say uh, you know i i feel like maybe is more of a um for me than anyone is i love the opportunity to have uh, like a golf term is a mulligan right it's like <laughs> there are weeks where it's like you know what this week was just not great and I'm going to allow one a season where yeah. it's like, I had a great intention. And it just didn't come out the way I wanted it to. And that's okay. Don't beat yourself up for it. Go, Hey, I, I'm going to learn from it. Mm-hmm. And what's yeah. my next step? Take the coaching. I love that reminder is that all of our groups at real life are under some layer of coaching, yeah, whether it be a staff team or it be a volunteer team of coaches yep. and, you know, invite people in, you know, even as, as vulnerable as, Hey, would you be willing to sit in my group mm-hmm. and give me feedback? I think that's a a huge tool, but um, be open to that feedback. And again, we're all growing in it. It's like, we want to help have impactful discussions that actually change lives, transform lives. So this has been helpful for me. I think this is going to be helpful for our group leaders. So I want to thank you guys for jumping on the podcast today. Nice work. You're welcome. Thanks for letting us be here. So good. All the way from Hayden. All the way from the far (laughs) land far far land of Hayden. And Jenna had to put up with two bald guys in a room. If you're listening, you didn't get to experience.
2: Where's Baldo? Yeah, where's Baldo? Where's Baldo?
0: Baldo? Inside jokes (laughs) are great. (laughs) That's good. I want to thank you, group leaders, for just even spending the time on this specific episode, listening in. Um, I know every week, every time we share an episode, there are new things. There's things to absorb, take in but we know that you give so much over and over again. So we want to thank you for what you do. I want to remind you, we have a variety of uh, links we're going to put in there, some of the uh, group guidelines and some of the group templates we're going to put that we talked about today in the show notes. So you can check that out and be on the lookout for trainings from your team, coaching, coaching huddles from your team. Uh, Take advantage of those things. So we want to thank you for all that you do and we'll see you next time. We are grateful for the investment you make each week as you reach the world for Jesus one person at a time and make biblical disciples in relational environments. For notes from this show and other great resources to help you grow, visit realliferesources.org.